Hey everyone, this is Megan from the city of Fairborn, and you're listening to Rumor Has It, the podcast that is meant to be a little bit different approach to local government and kind of an alternative way to learn about this community and one another. This is where we highlight people, places, businesses, ideas, conversations, topics, and pretty much a whole lot more than that. So this week, I'm talking with Andrea Kunk. She is the president of Peerless Technologies, which is a Fairborn-based company. We discuss her role at the company, what Peerless Technologies kind of is about, the role this company has played within the defense industry, uh, what being a woman-led company means uh, to Andrea, and so much more. We have such a great conversation because Andrea has so many incredible things to say. I'm so excited for you to listen to this. So here we go. with Peerless Technologies. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I have this fancy button that I'm going to push. It's like we have a huge crowd in our tiny studio in the city of Fairborn. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you get all the claps. Um, so Andrea, you are with uh, Peerless and you've been there for a while. Um, but some people may not know about Peerless, may not even know a whole lot about you. So let's uh, start off um, by just telling us a little bit about you, your background, um, and we'll start there and then we'll go into Peerless. Okay, perfect. Well, thanks, Megan. Thanks for having me yeah. today. And it's nice to sit down and chat with you. So I am the president of Peerless Technology. So I local, grew up in the area, w proud two-time Wright State graduate. There you go. And still very involved with the university. And really I've been with Peerless since its inception. So started working with the company. My dad actually founded Peerless. Okay. And while he was starting it, I was in college. So I came and worked alongside him. Um, he really worked on trying to get our first sale as a company. And I worked on really setting up the inside of the business. So the accounting, contracts, finance, all of that. So really have been with Peerless since its inception. And it's been uh, a fun journey along the way. And I, I've, I've learned a lot I and I've met a lot of great people. And I think we've accomplished a lot as a company. So you started in 2000, is that correct? Correct. So it's now 2024. Yes. So, and I loved, I loved on the website, it said you started with two. <laughs> yep. So, and I'm guessing that was you and your dad. Yes. Um, so I'm assuming a lot has changed in 24 years. Um, what, what has changed in those 24 years at Peerless? Sure. Well, you know, obviously we've become a real company yeah. with uh, customers and employees who are the the two things that without we don't exist. Right. So we are a professional services organization. So we provide 
engineering and IT services really to the federal government at a super high level. So um, for us, it was really just getting the company started, getting our first contract. So as a government contractor, we work exclusively, you know, on a contract basis and then, and then going from there. And when I talk about peerless a lot, I say we're, we're in our peerless 3.0 phase right now that we kind of launched when I took over as president almost three years ago. So the first iteration, our peerless 1.0 was just us as, as a small startup, just really trying to, to build something, to get some work. We were a part of a SBA, um, Mm -hmm. socioeconomic program called the 8A, which helps you get contracts a little easier, gives you a little bit more of a competitive advantage. So we did a good job when we were in that 8A program and started building the company. And then we graduated out of that, which is sort of our peerless 2.0, where we were just a traditional small business. And as a small business, we again, continue to have success on building work, um, building relationships with customers and doing some interesting thing on different on different contracts really across the com- country supporting the Air Force, the Navy and NASA primarily. So as we continue to grow, we are looking at life beyond a small business, which mm-hmm. is our peerless 3.0 where we're in now. So um, being outside of small business, competing yeah. with big companies for work looks a lot different than just being a traditional small business. So for us sure. to prepare for that, we are building out differentiating capabilities as a company. So we want customers to want to work with us because of the great work that we're doing as a systems engineering company, as a company that does electronic warfare, as a company that really understands doing digital engineering. So we, in 2023, stood up our Peerless Innovation Center, which what that is, that's a part of Peerless, but it's really a investment in synergizing and bringing together a lot of the capabilities we have as a contractor. Sometimes you have capabilities that are at the contract level, but they can kind of get lost at that contract. So we are trying to bring those together across the company and have our engineers talking to each other, um, bringing in some really smart people who can help us continue to build out those capabilities and make those peerless capabilities, not just individual contract capabilities. Sure. Well, and, I, and I'm and I'm sure that not only does the business landscape look different from 20 to 24, but just the technology landscape from 20 to 24, I mean, that's a huge that's a huge gap and that's a huge span and so as as you've had to grow from 1.0 to 3.0 business-wise and growth-wise, I mean, technology you've had to probably change significantly with how fast technology moves and just shift as well. So, I mean, that's, I can't imagine the growth that you've had to do and just has your model changed at all in, in what you've done from a business perspective, technology wise, has, have you added different, you know, fingers to your, to what you guys do because of technology and how it has changed over the years? We definitely have, and you're right, technology has changed drastically. And and back in the very beginning of Peerless, we had two desktop computers and (laughs) we we shared a plug-in internet connection. And we would have to take turns getting on the (laughs) internet for who could use the Cat5 cable, which clearly 24 years later is just completely unheard of to be in that type of a situation where we have computers in our pockets now. So for us, absolutely, we've had to make changes to 
not only adapt to, but also to try and stay ahead of the technology changes. And I would say as much as technology has changed in the last 24, 25 years, it's really changed dramatically in the last five years. So just really making changes to the way we do business, to the way we invest. One of the things that we're really tracking is the the digital engineering. So it's a huge initiative of the government, but it's not just a government initiative across all technology spaces. Everyone's looking at how can we have our data digitally available from, you know, the across the whole life cycle and and for us in government it may be you know from the beginning requirements of a system to end of life and everything in between being connected digitally so for us we've been building tools and house to make sure that we are able to do that type of work and and as we've matured as a company early in the early days we would just use the tools that our customers provided to do the work but now we're making sure that we are investing in our own tools and our own infrastructure so that we can not only better service the company in the way we do business but also have those tools and technologies available for our customers that's awesome i'm sure they they appreciate both as both aspects so that they're not always providing you know that that for you but you can provide that for them so you're not just local i mean you've right. got what i think i read 21 other areas across the country and 500 employees yes. is that correct yes kudos to you well, and and the rest of the team it's absolutely <laughs> absolutely to the team and one of the things that is really a theme for us at the company is one peerless. So being a company that's comprised of different contracts, sometimes it's easy to be disjointed or not communicate well, or even have employees really be dedicated to their customers, which is of course paramount and the most important thing, but not really feel a home at the company. So we, with One Peerless, it really just is a model where we really try and communicate, where we try and collaborate, where we try and connect people across different contracts. And we're all focusing on growing Peerless as a company. And and I think if I look at where the company is today, we have a team that's just really working well together that has a shared vision of where we need to go that communicates well we've put together some really complex proposals over the last year more technology complex larger size bigger team than we've ever done and that took really an all hands on deck effort of a bunch of collaboration across the company so any success that we've had has been attributable to the great team that we have in place So, you know, when I was looking at kind of what Peerless is involved with, you know, you have cybersecurity, Mm -hmm. um, energy conservation and management, uh, information technology, intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance. There's some really cool stuff, by the way. (laughs) Yes. Um, Medical and human performance, program management, research and development, test and evaluation, systems engineering, and technology innovation support. Are, Are those all four primarily military or do you branch out to other um, types of organizations? It's really all for the federal government. Okay. So certainly military is a huge customer for us with all aspects of DOD, Air Force, Army, Navy, but we also do quite a bit of work for NASA as well. So oh, that's on, right. on okay. the civil side, um, doing a lot of IT and systems engineering okay. for NASA, but it all really is for the federal government. Yeah, I did see the, the NASA. Can you speak a little bit about what you do for NASA? Yeah, so we support 
um, a few of the different NASA centers. So we have a large team up at the Glenn Research Center where we are really doing um, the IT for the center and then a lot of their defensive cyber as well. So just, you know, as you can imagine, there's constant attacks on the, the NASA networks and the Glenn Research Center networks. So we're making sure that those networks are protected and not penetrated. Yeah. And then also helping with cybersecurity policy and just making sure that they are moving their technology into the future, the digital engineering stuff that we talked about earlier previously. Sure. And then we also have folks out of Armstrong, which is over in California, mm -hmm. doing a lot of digital engineering for those NASA systems out there. So bringing them into a more modern, digitally available space. Yeah. And, and I guess why I want to bring some of this up is that, you know, your, your facility is in Fairborn. You know, yes. I, I don't, I just don't think people realize that like all of this amazing things that are happening at your facility and around the country, you know, it's, it's based out of Fairborn. And, you know, that is something for us to be incredibly proud of and just the work that you guys are doing and, and how, how you are helping shape the technologies of the future. Um, that is, that's incredible. And uh, I know that I am proud for you of, <laughs> I'm proud of you for what you guys are doing and how you are helping shape the future um, of innovation. And uh, I just think that's amazing and that people should be aware of that. And when they drive down um, National Road, um, it is a national road, correct? Correct. Okay. Yes. I, just, I always get that one in zinc confused sometimes <laughs> um, that, you know, your building is right there and you opened it two years ago or three years ago. No. So our building we've been in since 2005. Okay. So we've been in Fairborn since 2005, but we have some new neighbors. Okay. Maybe that was what I was thinking of. Yes. Which is great for the city of Fairborn yeah. that they're, that cumulative mass of contractors yeah. and technology and innovation work being done is growing. Yeah. I knew there was something happening <laughs> on that yes. side. My apologies. Oh, no problem. My apologies. So I think what, what I loved about just looking at, you know, your site was there was also an element of, you know, I love the energy conservation. I think that was, that was really awesome. But you also focus on environmental sustainability. Can you, can you speak to some of that? Yeah, absolutely. So as a as a contractor, we are supporting um, energy within the Air Force. So at Tyndall Air Force Base, several years ago, they were hit by a big hurricane down there, Panama City. So they had to really do a lot of construction and rebuilding of the base. So they are making that base, they call it the, a base of the future. Mm. And they're focusing on energy resilience, on conservation. And we have a contract that is out of Tyndall Air Force Base. And what we are doing is we are looking at some of these initiatives at bases, not only at Tyndall, but across the country on different changes that they can make in order to conserve energy, to save money, to be more modern in those efforts. And then we're measuring if those those changes or recommendations are having the desired impact on environmental sustainability and financial savings. Mm -hmm. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and then as a company, we also are continuing to look for ways that we can be more environmentally conscious. We have an ISO certification, 14001, which is actually a energy uh, certification. So we are audited on the different uh, initiatives that we undertake in order to conserve energy. And some of it is simple stuff like not 
not using as much paper. Sure. So we, we measure that or we measure the energy consumption within our building. And we recently installed all new HVAC within our whole facility and made sure that it was energy efficient. So we're having significant electric savings just from that initiative. So it's something earth shattering, but it's just a conscious commitment towards sure. small changes that over time add up. Yeah, well, you know what? Small, small things done, you know, time and time again, they make a big impact in the in the long run. So absolutely, anything is anything is helpful, and it's better than doing nothing. Yes. Um, so that makes a huge difference. And I know that just from being in in previous um, Habitat for Humanity openings, that you guys are involved with that as well. Um, yeah. So that's something that I'm super excited about. So. When Habitat does a build, a lot of times they have a company that is a leading sponsor and or an individual who is really the chair of that build. So we, Habitat, launched um, earlier this year a veterans build. So the build is actually in support of an amazing Navy veteran and his Mm -hmm. family. And Habitat approached me and Peerless about being the uh, chair for the build and the lead sponsor. So we... Um, happily agreed to do so and have been coming alongside Habitat and then the Pringle family mm-hmm. to, to work on this build. So one of the things that we are trying to accomplish, Habitat has historically gotten a lot of support from local defense companies and from the base with a lot of volunteer support, but they haven't ever had a focused initiative to try and really bring the defense community behind a build. So this was the perfect opportunity <clears throat> Excuse me. This was the perfect opportunity with the build supporting a veteran family to really try and rally the defense community to support. So they asked me to help do that, and that's what we've been doing. And we've had exceptional support from all of our local defense contracting partners and friends have really stepped up and provided financial support, sponsorships, volunteer support, and we're, we're coming to the end of that project and really looking forward to completing it. That's really cool. When, when is the projected <laughs> date of the house being done? In February. So really, really cool. right around the corner. Well, that'll be awesome for, for that family and, uh, you know, you guys so that, you know, you can have everything unveiled and they can get in their home. Absolutely. Very cool. So this is more, more of a probably personal question. So if you don't want to answer it, you don't have to answer it, but you know, being a female in this type of workplace, um, you know, what does it mean to you to be the president? You know, that's, you are a woman owned company at this point or a woman led company. Um, what does that mean for you personally? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm really proud of, of the company of being able to be in this position within the defense community. I think that they're, Certainly, there's not as many women in the defense community as there are men, but I think that there is a strong female component of the defense community. And one of the things I love about this, this industry and community is just the support that women have of each other. So there's um, a women in defense um, group here in Dayton, which is actually a chapter of a national group. And then informally just the the connections that I have and look to continue to make within this community with other women are are special and I think we all realize that we are 
doing something a little different of being leaders in this community and try to support each other and encourage each other. And a really neat initiative that one of our partner companies has actually Radiance, who is, has a big presence here as well. They have a whole um, women's initiative called We Lead. Oh, cool. And they have about 100 women that participate in uh, monthly sessions just to to collaborate to connect and they've asked me to come speak to uh, their team in in May of this year I think so just I love seeing those types of initiatives yeah. across this community that we have of looking f- to give women opportunities to connect to grow yeah. to mentor and just to learn from each other yeah so what is you know if there was somebody that you know was kind of where you were before, because you were the, the CFO? Yes. You know, so, and then, you know, had that opportunity. You know, what, what would you tell her, you know, moving into a role like this? <laughs> so many things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I think that there, I, I joke said so many things, but there are just a lot of lessons that I've learned and a lot of mistakes that I've made sure. and challenges that I've had to overcome. And I think um, just s- surrounding yourself with other people is incredibly important. And whether it is having a really good team around you that you can trust and communicate with and having people that aren't afraid to tell you what you don't want to hear is really important. And that's one of the things that I'm proud of with our team is that we've really worked hard to develop a culture where we have tough conversations and we disagree and we have different viewpoints. And we all know that that's not not just okay, that's great that we do that. So having the team of people around you, having people that don't work for you, but that you can have lunch with or connect mm-hmm. with and just commiserate about your experiences or bounce ideas off of or get an outside perspective. And then just connecting with other partners in the community. I always say with Peerless as a company, we, we almost never win a contract by ourselves. We always have a team of people and partners. So all of those things, whether it's, again, back to me having a great yeah. team around me, having mentors and friends that I can connect with and having partners, it's all about having those personal connections. And I will say for myself, being a CFO for 15 years, right. that's not my typical nature to be a outgoing connecting type of person, but I've learned how important those personal connections are and have really over the last few years um, pushed forward to to make those connections across, again, the company and the industry. And it's been really important to helping me grow. I was gonna ask you about your family, if you wanna talk about your family. Sure, yeah. So I have a very supportive husband and I couldn't do my job without him when, you know, kids are sick or, you know, I'm traveling for work and someone has to get kids to three different activities between two kids. He is a great support to me and a partner to me. And then speaking of, I do have two daughters. So I 
I love my family. I love my role as a leader and the company, but I also love my role as a mom. And sometimes it's a balancing act. It is not always easy. And I think anyone who tells you it is would be um, not being completely open about the struggle. So I, I, that's, and that's something else that I talk to um, partners and other women about is, you know, the, the balancing act of doing it all. And I think, you know, you can't do it all at once, right. but you, you focus on what you're doing in that minute and then you pivot when you have to. Right. Well, and you know, I think about what a model you are being for your daughters. And, you know, I, I love that they see their mom as their mom, but they also see her as this leader of this organization that's got 21 different locations, 500 employees, and they see that too. Like, to me, that, that tells them, I don't, I don't have to be reserved to what society tells me. I can do things, like, that's really cool. Absolutely. I love that. And I love my kids' just aspirations that switch between being an astronaut, <laughs> an engineer, um, a mission control for NASA, nice. and a builder. So all very cool things that they say, you know, I, I can do whatever I want. And these are the really cool sounding careers to me at this stage in life. Yeah, I just, that that's so awesome. And kudos to you for every everything and all the work that you've done to get yourself to this position and and just the the model that you are are giving them and and other you know girls that might see that you know for the other people in your company like I just think that's awesome so thank you good job <laughs> um is there anything else that that you want to add that we might uh, that I might have forgot um that I haven't asked so I will say we talked a little bit about Habitat um, just in general. I think as a business person within this community, I, I love the, the community connections and think that we have a responsibility to continue to help grow this community and make it a success. So certainly we talked about Habitat. We at Peerless also have a Peerless Cares initiative where we choose once a quarter a different nonprofit and then we ask our employees to support if they would like to. Peerless provides support and we also just raise awareness about volunteer activities. So we've done Big Brothers Big Sisters and provide information about the opportunities to be a part of that organization. So it's not even just monetary support, it's here's a great organization in the community that if you're interested, you can learn a little bit more about. And we also try to pick some organizations at some of our other sites. So we've done a food bank in Cleveland, we've done Meals on Wheels in Albuquerque where we have some work. So just trying to find different community organizations to support. And then I previously mentioned that I am a proud Wright State graduate. Yeah. And I've continued to stay involved with Wright State, serving on the foundation board, previously as chair of that, and then on an advisory board for a couple of the colleges. And recently, as part of an advisory role with the College of Business, we have launched a defense contracting certificate program that's part of the curriculum now in the College of Business. Oh, wow. So 
what we wanted to do was at a really high level demystify the working on base working with the government for right state students with a goal of them see seeing the opportunities that there are right here in this region to stay and have a very long and profitable career working whether it's as a civilian employee or as a contractor and i think a lot of people think about working for defense and think STEM, which of course we need tons of STEM talent, but we also need business talent in the defense industry. So bringing that awareness to the business students and letting them take two classes, which are taught by Defense Acquisition University, Mm -hmm. which is really the gold standard for government contracting training, taking those two classes and then two other classes that they would have taken as part of their degree program anyway, and coming out with a certificate of government contracting, and not just a certificate, but a fundamental knowledge of how contracting works, that they can launch immediately into a career upon graduation in that industry. So Wright State did a great job of coming up with the idea of implementing it relatively quickly and it actually started this fall so I'm really excited to see that continue to grow and develop and just further strengthen the connection that Wright State has with with the base and the defense community here locally again all with a goal of workforce development and keeping these smart students that we have here when they graduate and not leaving the community that's fantastic I I had no idea they had just recently started that. So that's, (laughs) wow, that is amazing. I'll have to, I'll add the link to their program uh, in our, in our notes for the show. That would be great. There is, um, I can actually send it to you there. They have a page and I think it's, there's more to come. The program just started this fall. So I think they're continuing to develop the marketing materials and spread the the, spread the word about it. Um, And you did something else that. Uh, you don't do anymore, but um, recently uh, you had been part of our Fairborn Development uh, Corporation, uh, yes. the FDC, and you're, you're not on it anymore, but you did sit on the board um, and just kind of helped uh, help them out as they uh, kind of navigated the waters and, and uh, made decisions. Um, so thank you for your time as you uh, sat on that board and, and worked with us through those things. Um, what what are you most looking forward to as you know you go into the you know phase three of of peerless i think success for phase three of peerless is having customers who say i have to get to peerless as a partner because i trust them and because i know the work that they do is really important and it's critical to my mission. So we've been successful as a company if we've built those trusted relationships, invested and built in capabilities that are meaningful and critical to our customers' missions. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what we're trying to do. We've made great strides and we're continuing to really just focus on, on that getting there. That's awesome. Well, we wish you all the best in that and know you that uh, I've fully believe you'll be successful in it well Um, thank you so much uh, well Andrea um, thank you so much uh, for joining me (laughs) thanks Megan all right I just have a few updates for you Um, and they're actually going into February so these are kind of mark your calendar type items Uh, the first one is on February 22nd the Fairborn Fire Department is actually doing a crib giveaway this is kind of in conjunction with the Green County Health Department 
The crib giveaway is going to be at station two from one to 3 p.m. Um, and it, it, this is a really cool program and it's kind of a, a first of its kind within our area. So there'll be more information to come out and hopefully on next week's podcast, we're actually going to be talking with um, some members of the fire department and uh, somebody from the county health department to explain a little bit more about this program and, and why it is so needed within the community in the area. So be on the lookout for more information, but February 22nd at station two from one to 3 PM, there'll be a crib giveaway. So again, be on the lookout for that. So that's coming up. And then on February 28th, 2024 at 7 PM is Fairborn night at Wright State University. It's a Wednesday. The Raiders will take on Purdue Fort Wayne, the Fairborn high school, uh, AF, so the Air Force Junior ROTC, they will be presenting colors and the chamber chorale from the high school will be singing the national anthem. So this is done with uh, in conjunction with the Fairborn Chamber of Commerce. So be awesome nights. Every time we do Fairborn night, it's so it's so cool because the whole arena is filled with students and it's it's packed full of Fairborn people. So it's pretty cool. But you can actually go to the city's Facebook page and they have a discount code. It's Fairborn24, all capital letters, Fairborn24. So uh, get the discount code, buy tickets, come to the game, support the Raiders, support Fairborn, and uh, come on out and have a great time. Support the kids that are participating in the National Anthem, the uh, Junior ROTC, uh, support Wright State as they take on Purdue Fort Wayne. They're they're playing really well uh, right now, so just come on out and have a great night. So those are the two announcements and updates I have. So Fairborn, or Fairborn, <laughs> got Fairborn on the brain right now. So February 22nd, again, is the crib giveaway. Station two, one to 3 p.m. Be on the lookout, lookout for more information on that. And then February 28th at 7 p.m. is Fairborn night at the Wright State Raiders game. Tickets uh, can be found on the Fairborn City Schools Facebook page, or you can go straight to Wright State's uh, ticket site on their athletics page. But the code to get the discount is all capital letters, Fairborn24. So that is all I have for updates for you. I hope you have enjoyed just a fantastic episode today and and thanks for joining us this week on the Rumor Has It podcast. So make sure to visit us at rss.com slash podcast slash rumor has it or you can find us wherever you get your podcast whether that's apple google although i heard google is not going to be around for podcasting that much longer but if it is for right now you can find us on google uh, spotify again wherever you get your podcast just search us rumor has it, it we, we will pop up there just just find us there uh subscribe subscribe to us we love that and we'd also love it if you would give us a review so tell us how much you love us you can tell us how much you don't love us but that's not nearly as fun Um, or you can simply just tell a friend about the show that helps us too. word of mouth is one of the best ways that we can grow this podcast all right so that's all i have for now i will talk with you with another awesome episode of rumor has it next week I'll check you later. Bye.